Hey y'all, welcome to Mama's Breakdown Podcast, where we get into the nitty gritty, the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between of motherhood. So even on your worst days, Mama, you know that you are not alone. I'm your host, Ashley, and I don't know about you, but I'm about ready for a breakdown. This go-round, we're talking about daycares, the facilities, the employees, the anxieties, and the finances that surround all of them. They're all shown in such a negative light to so many people. So let's break it down. So when I had my son, I was working night shifts, 12-hour night shifts. At the most four days a week so there was gonna be a lot of days where I wouldn't even get to see my son from working 12 hours going home and having to sleep to go into work the next night to be able to function in emergency situations because like I've said before I was a an emergency dispatcher so my husband and, and I collectively decided through a lot of heartbreak because I swear dispatching is what I was born to do. I love, still love it with my whole entire soul. A lot of tears and a lot of discussion had to happen before we finally decided that I had to, I had to leave because, and this is through no fault of any daycare owners at all. We would not be able to afford me to work. Meaning, my paycheck would have been going to my car payment and daycare only. And that's it. Not only that, I discussed in Mindful Mama about how bad my anxiety was because my son is a rainbow baby. I was going through pregnancy after loss. And very soon after loss, seven months after our loss, I was pregnant again. So still processing the loss and then having a new life is a roller coaster of emotions that no one really speaks about. But I I mentioned in Mindful Mama that my anxiety and depression was terrible when my son got here. And even before, because when I was pregnant and still working, I never considered leaving at the beginning. So I was looking into daycares and every time that I searched a daycare, there was an article about a child either passing away or getting hurt at a daycare. Let me tell you, researching the daycares that these events happened at, those people should have never been working there because they they were not educated the way they should have been to be working in a daycare. And if you're like me, when you read things like that, you want to look into every person that's involved. You want to know what kind of person they were up until this point. If something snapped and this was a freak accident, if this was something that was building up, if it could have been seen, prevented, that's just me. I have to know every angle of every emotion tied to a story like that. But these people... In the articles that I read, and I'm not saying this is true for every situation that happens in a facility anywhere in the country, but it was pretty obvious that they 
had no place in a daycare. And there were some of them that were actually in-home daycares, which freaked me out to begin with. Because how do I know you didn't just type up some kind of permit on the wall using Microsoft Office and make it look official and nobody knows you got 20 kids in your living room watching Disney Channel all day long and eating your Cheetos. I don't know that. I don't know if you know what to do if one of them Cheetos gets lodged sideways in my child's throat. You just going to sit there and let him choke to death, wait on EMS to get there, to pop it out? But anyway, that it, it just freaks me out. That's my own personal opinion. You can form your own opinions about it. That's that's me. I don't I, do not care for in-home daycares whatsoever, but a vast majority of these stories come from accredited facilities. And you would think that accredited facilities have a lot more thorough plan of hiring people to deal with children, especially those children that cannot speak up for themselves, that cannot go to somebody and say, hey, this person is hurting me every day, all day long. Or this person is doing things that make me uncomfortable and I don't want to be around them anymore. There needs to be a lot more guidance on how to hire or there needs to be hire through a child safety group of some sort instead of just, hey, here's my application. When can I come back for an interview? I'm sure there are background checks, this, that, and a third to be around kids. But who really pays attention to it? Because these stories get on the news and the abuse is caught on camera. Why is nobody watching these cameras to catch these things in action? Why are they even there? So you can roll them back when something happens and say, hey, yeah, they're guilty. It happened here instead of watching and preventing it or stopping it when it happens. Another point about those, those, well, I say two of the facilities that I looked at, the prices that they were paying should have been a telltale sign that nobody should be in there. The lowest daycare I found in my area when I was pregnant was $150 a week. And I'm not complaining about the prices because I understand, I understand it's payroll and insurances and continuing education, equipment upgrades, buying snacks and food for those that can't bring it, you know, buying other supplies for for those that can't supply them for their children. A lot goes in, so it's not like you're just lining somebody's pockets. You're paying for the daycare. You're not making people rich. You're ensuring your child is going to be in that daycare and be taken care of. So paying $50 a week should be a red flag, sis, because ain't no way. I see a lot of flack on Facebook shaming daycare owners for how much they charge and why they charge that much. And the facility isn't all that nice. And But nobody, not one single soul sitting behind that keyboard takes the time to learn anything about what the bigger facilities put into their their care. There are so many facilities that pay for education for their their employees. 
and their employees are the ones that are interacting with your children every day. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again right now, children in daycare have the upper hand because they are being educated by educated educators. My poor son is at home with dumb old mama that's just following up what she sees on Miss Rachel. So your children having a leg up when they go to school, when they come home, and reaching those milestones because they've got educated educators holding their hand every day and guiding them through the steps of what they need, not just sitting in a room and watching watching them and making sure they don't hurt themselves, each other, or you. They are educating your children. They are instilling routines and habits in your children while you're working to provide for your children. So every penny that you put in to a daycare is well worth it. It gets me so bad to see people on any type of social media trashing daycares for the amount that they charge weekly. I was about to say something, but I'm going to refrain because I will get canceled quicker than Kathy Griffin. Whew, child. There are so many government assistance situations that can help you pay for daycare, just like they help you pay for groceries, just like they help you pay for rent and utility bills. There's a way around everything. You just have to put in the effort to find them. If you can't survive your daily life without working and bringing in income, but you also can't afford daycare, research ABC vouchers. Research any type of assistance that you need to get to get your baby in a daycare and get those bills paid. Because being online and complaining about the prices of it is not going to change it. I guarantee you not one time in the history of daycare facilities has an owner or operator sat online and read comments complaining about the weekly prices and said, mm, when I get to work tomorrow, I'm going to have to lower some prices because nobody likes them. That ain't going to happen. you wasting your time. And I'll tell you what, the, the daycare that I've, bent over backwards defending here in my town is run by somebody with a master's in education. Do you know what that means? That means your child is basically in school before they get to school. Because I guarantee you, she is making sure that they are doing more than just wasting time all day long. I can put money on that. So be grateful. Be grateful that your child is getting a leg up and they're not going to go to school lost. Be grateful your child is getting to socialize. Be grateful your child is getting three meals a day. Be grateful that they're in a facility, no matter how expensive it is or how far from home or how close to work or whatever. Be grateful that your child is in a facility where they are safe. I can tell you in this town, as far as I know, to my best knowledge, there has never been a situation involving a daycare to reach the news. Not a facility, maybe an in-home daycare, because a lot of people start babysitting kids and call it babysitting instead of the daycare that it is. These facilities around my hometown 
they might be expensive for your taste. It might be a mortgage payment a month to send them. But if I had it, I know exactly where my child would be going and whose care he would be under because I, I research more than the price of where he's going to be or where he was going to be. Price is not always a determining factor in some situations. And sometimes you don't need to spare expense. And my child's well-being in his education, in his mental state, in his reaching milestones, I will never, ever spare expense for that. I will never, ever complain about the price of that. And if you can't afford it, that's fine. There's babysitters out there that, that are affordable to come to your home or take your babies to them. But I, I can tell you this, if I had a babysitter coming to my house to watch my son, there would be a camera in every nook and cranny of his house watching them, especially with somebody I don't know. It gets me to see these mamas on these, these Facebook groups. There's an all girls group that I'm in on Facebook and they're, they're taking, they're posting in there all the time. Need a babysitter. Need a babysitter. Ain't no way in this world a stranger's going to watch my son. Sorry. I pay attention too close to the news. I have worked on the other side of 911. I have heard stories that I will replay in my head over and over and over again until the day that I die. And this, I will advocate for my child, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, if I'm here when I have great-grandchildren, because you know I have my latest hill in life, and I might have a great-grandchild about the time I'm 101, dead and gone. Anyway, I will advocate for their safety and education and well-being until I'm six feet under. So the things that I see mamas complaining about just blows my mind. That's all. There are ways around being broke to have your child taken care of. There's so many ways around it. Just stop complaining and start researching. The time that you're taking to comment on all these posts about how much daycare is, you could be researching how to afford it. You don't have to break the bank. Make sure your child is safe. And I'm not knocking anybody that doesn't qualify for the assistance, that doesn't want the assistance. I'm just saying there are ways around it. A family member, a close friend. It doesn't have to be the same person all day, every day. Consider your child's safety. Research these places until there is nothing left to research. Right down to what kind of outlets they got in the walls because it's worth it to make sure your child comes home from daycare every day it's worth it to make sure that your child is not experiencing their childhood trauma at daycare it's worth it your child will always be worth the hours and hours it takes to research safety for them. I think I need to go ahead and stop myself on that 
subject because I feel like I've stuck my foot in my mouth quite a few times during this episode and that's okay not everybody has to agree with me as I've said before everything I say in these podcasts and the episodes are strictly my opinion nothing is backed up except the research that I spoke about so research yourself for the safety of your kids and your wallet as far as Savvy Shopper goes, I'm a little bit early, but October brings another Amazon Prime Day. Y'all be on the lookout for that in the Savvy Shopper Facebook group. You know, I'll be posting out the wazoo there when it comes around. Uh, I have the dates somewhere. Not sure what they are right now off the top of my head. But join, save some dollars, use them for something else. Holidays are coming up quicker than anybody anybody wants to admit so I'll start posting some Christmas gift ideas here pretty soon because this year is flying by it seems like everything goes a little bit faster when you have kids I think because just yesterday it feels like I was looking at a positive test on the bathroom sink if you like what you hear you like listening to me rant ramble rave about anything that I can think of follow share subscribe donate all links will be in the description of this episode that you need to follow along with everything i spoke about savvy shopper donating to the podcast keep it going strong and i'll even throw a link in for the mama's breakdown podcast facebook page so you can one click away and like and follow that i've also got a link in bio which is actually not a link in bio, it's just a link. <laughs> you can sign up for the newsletter, text message updates. Of course, I'm not going to flood your inboxes with either one. Just the important stuff. So I think that'll do it for this episode. Thank y'all for listening, bearing with me. Keeping it real, coming back. Until next time, mamas, don't have a breakdown without me.